Hello, hello, and welcome to my podcast. Natasha here. We are reversing trauma with a lot of fun on this podcast by gently confronting your ego so you can find within this space a safe environment to question, to ponder, and to learn, and also to show up as your worst self and still deserve love. Well, 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 back to the microphone. I think it's been, oh my gosh, I think it's been maybe two months, a month, that I haven't posted a podcast episode, and that in itself is, wow, I was on a roll, guys, but, you know, this is part of uh, my journey personally, you know, the whole inconsistency thing, so whatever, love myself the way I am, here I am making another episode, and it's so exciting, oh my god, okay, so I have had the most cosmic astral weekend that I think I've ever experienced in my life. And it includes a spoiler alert, ayahuasca, cambo, and rapé. So for those of you who do not know what any of these are, they are ancestral shamanic medicine that comes from the Amazonian jungle. And basically, um, they're like spiritual medicine, if you want to say. You could technically say that they're drugs, Um yeah, I want to kind of go through them because I've had so many people, I posted, oh my God, I did Alaska. And people are like, how was it? And it's like, here I am talking about it. I was like, hmm, podcast. So uh, first off, ayahuasca. Everyone wants to know what the ayahuasca is. Let me start with the ayahuasca. It was an incredible, incredible, incredible experience. And it was definitely an experience that um, I suggest you know, anybody that has the opportunity. So actually, before I go into that, I want to explain to you guys how this happened because it's such a beautiful story. I'm such a liar. I said I was going to start with the ayahuasca, but now I'm starting with a story. <laughs> so actually, this is so magical. It's actually freaking magical. I was in Israel. And while I was there, I actually uh, went shopping one day, which is really weird because I like never go shopping. And I was with a friend and he's like a little bit like gay and he's like, oh, let's go shopping. I was like, okay, let's go shopping. And so here we are in this store. It's like random store that I would probably like never have been in in my life if it wasn't for like that day with that friend. And, um, you know, I'm just like randomly looking at shit because, you know, it's like a store. And I see this woman, you know, smile, smile, okay. And in Israel, people look like they're from everywhere in the world. So I didn't know where, like, yeah, just smiling at her. Um, and then she was looking at the skirt, and I was like, oh, it's pretty. Because that's just, like, me being me. I'm just like, you know, like, I see someone in the store with something pretty. I'm like, oh, that's nice. And then a couple minutes later, I hear them talking Spanish. And I was like, oh. And I, like, break out in my Spanish and everything. And I was like, wow, you guys are Lat Latinos, you know? And they were like, yeah. And I'm like, where are you from? They're like, Mexico. I was like, no way. You guys are from Mexico. I love Mexico. And then, you know, start talking. And then it's like, oh, take our number when you come to Mexico. I was like, I'm actually planning to go to Mexico. At that time, I already had my plan to go to Mexico for Day of the Dead. And so I thought that was amazing, incredible. So um, it was actually 
like a little family. So there was the mom and the two children. The mom is like older and the children were like, you know, adults. And so, but the mom was so extravagant. She had this like sun hat on and she was wearing this like dress with like a bunch of like, like pink and like blue. And it was just like, it was just, she was just had like this bright lipstick on. And I was just like, oh my God, this lady is like just killing it. And she was like, oh, I'd like to have a picture with you. And I was like, of course. And so, yeah, so we, we took that picture. They took my number and then off they went. And uh, later on, um, you know, started talking together when I was in Mexico. They were like, oh, they were like, um, we actually are going to a rapé circle tonight, if ever you want to come. And I was like, rapé? Of course I want to come. And they were like, you know rapé? I was like, yeah, I know rapé. And because I had I had met with Rape, the abuelito, so the grandfather spirit, before when I was in India and I had first done Cambo. I actually, now that I think about it, I don't think I have a podcast episode about Cambo. So I'm gonna have to probably do one dedicated just for that. But anyway, so I'm yeah, so I'm going to this like Rape circle with them. I meet them, and it's like a one hour and a half drive. And so I just start like talking. Um, so Flor, which is like the mom, sat in the back and she was like, oh no, you chat with Omar. And so me and Omar start chatting. He's like super nice. We're just getting along great. Go to this rapé circle. It's just amazing. Singing. I'm like singing mantras and it's just like, wow. And then it's just like, these people are amazing. Okay, great. I left Mexico City and then um, they're telling me, they're like, oh, there's mushroom ceremonies. And so I can't believe I didn't make podcast episode about the mushroom ceremony either. Jeez, man, I just like left this podcast. I'm so sorry, podcast. Um, and so I, the mom, Omar couldn't go, so only Flora could go. And the sister, Janelie, she's living in Cancun. And so I go to this mushroom ceremony. It's amazing. Connect even more with Flor. And so now I'm about to go from Mexico because my travels do continue. Off I am going to Australia to study NLP, to continue my NLP studies. And um, Omar, which is such a cute person, he was like, oh, no te vayas, quédate en México, por qué te vas? Which is pretty much like, don't leave, why are you going, stay in Mexico, stay with us here, you know, he was like, and I was like, oh, they're so sweet, and I thought, you know what, I was like, let me, and I just felt like this calling, I was like, let me go visit them, I was like, they're such nice people, and I really value my relationships, and I was like, let's, let's go pay them a visit, and they said, and I was like, what would you guys think if I were to visit you? And they were in Cancun. They were like, no, that's better. We're going to go to Mexico City. When we were back in Mexico City, come visit us there. I was like, okay. And he said, this weekend, or like this, like whatever weekend it is, um, they're, we're going to go camping and do like singing circles, like medicine music. And, you know, and I was like, okay, let me go for that weekend then. And so I get there and it's Thursday night and they have a weekly um, medicine music night that Omar hosts actually. So I wanted to go because he had told me so much about it. And I was like, I want to go to one of your, you know, your song circles. And so I'm there in his song circle and everything like that. And then we get a phone call. Well, we, as in like someone in the group and it's, um, so just to kind of give some context, this is a group of people. There is Erica that is a Cambo, um, practitioner and her partner, Diane, that actually he, um, gives ayahuasca and then there's Soha that she plays gongs and then there was Omar that does medicine music there was David that also does rapé that is a medicine singer as well so it's just this group of people that just like are completely 
like in this like world of like ancestral medicines and you know healing and all that and so we're we're there and then one of them gets a call and says like hey guys I think it was Diane that got the call and um he he's like hey guys um so and so just had their their taita which is like the shaman in, from Colombia cancel on him for this Saturday and it's yet to be confirmed but if so he'd want us to uh to go there so that you know we can play at the ceremony and uh, that I would give the ayahuasca and then Omar pipes up and goes like well why don't we get Haku to do it and Haku is actually someone that was born in the Amazon he's from the tribe he was like he was born there and there I don't know Haku's story I'm gonna have to get Haku's story and probably make another podcast I've thought about it but like the shaman podcast now from now on just letting y'all know shaman podcast to come um so <laughs> So um, now it's like this thing where it's like an ayahuasca and then Omar was like, but you can still, you can still do like mushrooms. Like that was the plan. And I was like, well, if it's going to be like a tribal, like a very, like a native, someone born from the Amazon is going to give the ayahuasca. I don't see why I wouldn't do that. You know what I mean? And it's like, okay, if you really want to, you can. I'm like, yeah, of course I want to. So fast forward, it's Saturday night, there we are, taking ayahuasca, but I had already planned, one of the things that really did make me want to go to Mexico City, that I was really like, okay, a huevo, which is like Mexican for like, I really have to, like, yes, 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 and I was like, really, really, I want to do this, was that Erica, I knew she could give me cambo. So I got to the ceremony um, space Saturday, and I did my first cambo session. So for those of you that don't know what cambo is, it is a frog poison. It's basically the frog in the Amazon and then they kind of like, you get the frog like a little bit like irritated or um, you get the frog like a little bit like worked up and it releases, uh, it releases a poison. And basically you take that poison and it's medicine. And the story goes apparently what Diane told me and Diane, he went to the Amazon, I think it's three or four times now. And him and Erica, they were just coming back from the Amazon. So they're like all like Amazoned up. And uh, he was explaining that at one point there was like a bunch of people like dying in the Amazon and that, you know, one of the shamans, like he got this like message of Cambo and then that's how like they discovered it and blah, blah, blah. And they call it the, the vacuna de la selva. So it's like the vaccine of the jungle, right? And so... Yeah, so it's a really, really beautiful medicine. It's not psychoactive at all. It's a cleanse. It's a purge, like kind of like long story short, the way that it works is they burn like a tiny little kind of piece of your skin and then they apply the medicine on top of the burn. Um, and just before they apply the medicine, actually you drink about two, two and a half liters of water. So you feel like you're about to puke because you're like, oh my God, I'm like so full of water. Obviously you have to be fasting for at least six hours before that. And um, as soon as the medicine is activated, which takes about three to, well, 30 seconds to about five minutes, depending on your body and where the medicine is, how strong it is, et cetera, um, you have a very, very, very powerful urge to puke. So you puke, and because you haven't eaten anything, that you've been fasting, and there's a bunch of water in your stomach, you're puking out all that water. However, that uh, poison has gone into your body, into your lymphatic system, and it's going and it's getting all of like the nasty stuff. It's cleaning out like your your liver, your um, um, kidneys, uh, you like your pancreas and like the bile and like all of that good stuff, all of like your vital organs. So anyway, blood cleansing, etc. So did my first cambo session and then time for the ayahuasca. So I'm there and I'm like, okay, ayahuasca, no, no, no. 
And then it's like, you're sitting there and I take the first drink. And then I was actually feeling quite tired because it's nighttime. We start the ceremony at about 11 p.m. So I kind of like laid down. And then it was kind of like, okay, nothing's really happening. I kind of dozed off. And then I kind of like, people started like reacting. I started people here, hearing people like start like crying, laughing, talking like to themselves because you're not supposed to talk to other people. And I was like, okay. And it's like, it was, oh no, that's not what happened. I'm sorry. I was sleeping and then I woke up because I heard them say, la segunda toma. So actually what happens with the ayahuasca in this ceremony anyway, there was three tomas, three uh, drinkings of it. And so on the first toma, you know, I, like I said, I dozed off. And then when I said segunda toma, I was like, oh, I was like, I'm not really even feeling anything. So I was like, all right, let me get the segunda toma. So I'm going, get this like second, second serving, I guess what you would call it. Um, got the second serving and I'm like, all right. And so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm a little bit more like, okay, ready for this to like, you know, be like activated. Not much is happening. And I'm kind of like, all right, well, I'm just gonna lay it back down again because like, this is like, whatever. Um, I'll wait for it to be like activated as I like chill here and it's not really doing anything. So I'm just lying there. I'm like, okay. And then before I know it, they're like, tercer toma. So like third serving. And I'm like, okay. And my friend asked me, he's like, are you, are you connecting? Are you feeling something? And I'm like, bro, like not at all. But I was feeling like, as I was lying there, I was feeling like my mind wasn't thinking so much. Like it was very, like my mind was like very quiet he was like, well, ask him for like a lot now on like this third, this third serving. So I go and Haku um, gives me like very little for the third serving. And I was like, oh, I'm not really feeling anything. Could you like, could I get more? And he was like, no, he's like, this is, eso es, es poquito. So that, that's what it is. It's a little bit. And that's like, and I'm like, all right, whatever. And I was at peace with it. I was like, I'm not feeling anything in this ceremony. It's not working. There's people that it doesn't work for them, the ayahuasca. Like, I'm just not connecting. It's not my time. It wasn't meant to be. I was like, all right. I was like, fine. I'm just going to, like, I'm just going to sleep here then. I was like, whatever. Like, it's it's still cool. Like, they have, like, like my like my friends, they play, like, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful music. Medicine music. So I'm like, I'll just sit here and enjoy the music. It's fine. No, no, no. You know? Then as I'm lying there, I'm like, oh, my God. And people are, like, tripping balls, man. People are, like, puking. I'm hearing this all around me. Like, since, like, the, since la primera toma, you know what I mean? And let's say, but especially, like, the la segunda, like, the second one, people are, like, puking left and right. There's laughing, there's crying, there's talking, there's, like, everything. Like, it, like, this ceremony is, like, like, there's shit happening. There's just me that I'm just, like, mm, nothing's happening. So, um, so at one point I do stand up because I'm, like, I was, like, ugh, I feel so nauseous. I wasn't feeling any psychoactive effect at all. I just felt like I was nauseous. <laughs> and not, like, a real nauseous of, like, of like, you know, like, oh, I'm going to puke. It was just like, ugh, like what? I was like, ugh. I was like, this is just so annoying. I'm like, well, maybe if I go and stand in front of the place where people puke, it'll inspire me to puke. So I get up and I'm standing there and I'm just like, I'm like, I just feel sick. And I'm like, ugh, I just want to get rid of this like sick feeling. I'm like, what is this? And so Diane comes along and he's like, how are you? Are you feeling okay? And I was like, I'm like, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm not even feeling anything, which is like fine. But I do feel like nauseous, like I want to puke, but I can't puke. And I was like, I feel like I'm empty that I've got nothing to puke. Because I'd already puked everything from the, the cambo, right? I've already purged. And I was like, my stomach is literally like, there's nothing to puke in here. Like, it is like empty. So, <laughs> make me laugh because of what's happening next. So then I go to, um, I go, he's like, okay, he's like, I'm going to give you rapé. And then after that, I'm going to give you like a good, 
like a good amount of ayahuasca. And I'm like, yeah, sure, bro. Like I'm, I'm, I'm here to do the work. You know what I mean? So, um, so we sit down where I'm sitting and he gives me a rape and it was a very beautiful rape, the tipi, which is kind of like, you could say like the pipe or the, the instrument to, to give rape. All right. Parenthesis. What is rape? Rape is the abuelito, the grandfather spirit of tobacco. So traditionally, um, it's like mixed with, you know, herbs and other things. Um, rape, a whole other episode coming on that, but more or less it's a tobacco and herb pulverized powder and it is given to you or you give it to yourself through, like I said, like that teepee kind of like pipe thing or your own one. And basically someone or yourself blows into that applicator and it blows the tobacco, um, and the, the herb makes, well, the rapé, it blows it, like, up your nose. And then, obviously, you know, after that, you're going to, like, either, like, you know, spit it out. You're going to blow it out. Or you can, you can even swallow it. But anyway, that's rapé. So, it blows tobacco and herbs up your nose. <laughs> when I explain it, it's really funny. So, he's like, I'll give you this rapé. And he's explaining how this teepee is, like, a very special one. It came from, came from the Amazon and the Amazonian. And it's, like, it's got, like, these beautiful, like, designs on it. He's like, it's really for healing. And he, I don't know if he'd say this in English, like, blows me the rapé. I feel like it sounds a little bit weird. But in, in Spanish, it's like, soplar. And anyway, which is literally like blow. So he he blows this rapé for me. And it was like, holy shit. Like, seriously, fuck me. Oh, my God. It like, it was like, it was intense. And it like, ugh, it was just like my whole body. And I, at the point where I even like, like I squirmed, you know what I mean? Like I couldn't, like I felt it all the way down to like the bottom of my spine, this rapé that just like, oh, it just got me. And I like my body and like, oh, I like, I don't, I'm doing this like thing with my arms and my shoulders because that's what happened that you can't see because it's a podcast. And and then before he even had time to blow the rapé in my other nostril, it, I was just puking and puking and puking. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm puking at this point because I literally just puked so much before the ceremony with the cambo. I'm like, literally, I don't even know how this is happening. And it's just coming out and coming out and coming out for like a good, maybe I'd say, I don't know, like your time perceptions are a little bit whacked out when you're in this kind of thing. But I'd say, I'd say probably about two minutes. And then, and, um, and then he blows the other nostril. And then again, I just like a little bit more puking. And then he's like, are you, are you good? And I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I'm good. Thank you so much. I feel like so good now. And he's like, okay, now you're ready for, you're ready to, to take the medicine. And I was like, yeah, he's like, now the medicine's going to actually work. And I'm like, okay. So then I take this, this glass, this cup that he gave me. And until then, and the, and the three services or the three, um, I guess, servings, yeah, servings that I had had so far, this one was the most fullest. So it was like a full on, like, you know, those like small teacups. That's what it was like a small teacup and it was full. So I just drank that whole thing of ayahuasca. It was like, and, um, 
And then I sat there and I started to connect with La Abuelita Ayahuasca. Parenthesis, what is ayahuasca? Ayahuasca is actually DMT. So DMT, normally your body will uh, kind of overcome its effects. Let's say that you're smoking it in the form of like, it's it's like a DMT form or in the form of changa. And it'll last about, you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes and your body's going to kind of like recuperate from it and get over it because DMT is actually something that we naturally release as humans. However, in uh, ayahuasca, the thing is, is that they cook it, well, they brew it, I guess you could say more so, um, with different, um, with like a root. Actually, don't quote me on this. Wait a second. Is it a root? I think it's a root. Yes. And um, if not, it's like some kind of plant from a tree. And because of that other plant, it kind of like, it kind of trumps our body's ability to, to kind of like dissipate the ayahuasca. So then you're like, DMT'd for a while there. And um, so I had set my intention with Grandmother Ayahuasca because I have a very, very big goal um, that I want to achieve this year. Not that I want to achieve, <laughs> that I am achieving in this moment, and that is to reach a million dollars in my business. And so I asked ayahuasca when I put the intention in at first, I was like, please, can you show me what it is that, um, what it is that I, that, what it is that I need, what it is that I can embrace, what it is that, that, that guide me towards whatever it is that needs to happen with me for me to be able to, to reach that million. So yeah, so that's what I asked for. And, uh, that's exactly what I got. I entered into this kind of like tripping state and it was just like, it was just, it was just really intense. I don't remember all of it. And at one point I was just thinking about, um, you know, about money. Right. And it was just weird. Cause it was like, it was like, I had this like big realization. I was like money. I don't, Money in me, it's not, it's not normal. Like the way that I, the way that money is with me is not the normal way that money is. And I mean, like I've done a lot of work on money. Oh my God, I've done shit ton of work on money. It's like the, like one of the number one work that I've done in my life. Um, and, and it was just, it was just really intense and it's like very astral, very like not quite understanding like everything that's going on. And I, um, I, 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 I came like into these thoughts where it was like, it was like very clear to me that, that I was, that I was not, that I was not, it's like, she like, ayahuasca like stripped me. I don't even know how to explain this. Like she like stripped me of everything, of my personality, of, you know, my identity of, you know, everything that, that creates me as I identify my value to and as that was happening, I'm just like there puking. And I remember at one point I was puking and I was like, I was like, yeah, abuelita, yeah, yeah, por favor, yeah. And I was just like, oh my God, I'm like, I was like, seriously, I just want to stop puking. But then it was like, and then like later on, because it's like time is so mixed up in this. Later on, it was like, I realized I was like how much my identity was like so like attached to all of these things. And then I started seeing like images 
of like all of the people uh, that that I that honestly loved me for who I am and not for my personality, not for my money, not for my body, not for anything. It was like it was like these people were like they're like my like very good friends. And it was like I was starting to see. It was like almost like I was seeing myself through how they see me. I guess now that I'm thinking about it, it's really it was just like it was just really intense. And then as I really had that thought, and it was like okay, like the way I the way I see myself and my value connected to money and then huge like puke release, you know? And then it was like, holy shit. And then it was like, I was like, and I was saying that I was like, in my mind, I was like, I'm ready to release this, release all this attachment to, to, to associating my value to that and associating my value to como me vea la gente. And then it was like, so like people, you know, like how people see me. And then as soon as I said that word, like la gente, like in my mind, it was like the biggest release ever. Like, oh, it was just like, oh. seriously, I'm sorry for like the very graphic sound effects, but like it's ayahuasca, guys. <laughs> like I'm actually playing it like very, like this is like a very uh, non-graphic version of what happened. <laughs> And it's like, oh my God, it was so intense for me to be able to release that in that way because, you know, as you're someone that, you know, goes from, it's like money is a thing that influences us a lot. It's a very, very powerful energy. And I have noticed through being someone that has absolutely no money to being someone that has like, quote unquote, relatively a lot of money. I notice how it changes how people esteem me, right? It changes how people see me. It changes how people respect me. It changes how people, you know what I mean? And obviously, like me, from like me, 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 my ego, duh, fucking love that shit. Hello. <laughs> like, <laughs> obviously, you know? Um, so releasing that, I think, was, was the number one thing, releasing my association from myself my value associated with money, really seeing that association of how other people's value of me like that. Cause that's not going to change. It's not going to change that, you know, if I'm successful and I've got this business and that, and I'm like a top this or whatever, it's not going to change how people are going to react to me in that way. And, and that's not the goal. The goal is that I don't have attachment to that. And I'm there and I'm puking and puking that. And then there was even a point in the process where I was like, I felt nauseous. I'm like, I'm going to puke. And then it was like, as I'm processing all of this, that's like, that's like going in my mind. And I'm like, cause I all, I know these things already logically. Like I've studied them. If you want to say like from a logical point of view, it was really kind of like embodying it. And then as I would go through these thoughts, I would be like, Oh yeah, abuelita, like let me puke. Like I feel so nauseous. And then I would feel her, um, being like, no, you have to figure out like, what is that thing? Like I had to like logically figure out in my mind, what was that thing that I needed to like go of for her to allow me to puke it, to release it. So I was like, okay, it's the, it's the, this, it's the, that it's the associating, you know, my money with my value or it's the, you know, and then I was just going through things. It was like, it's the thinking that, you know, money's going to make me happy or it's the, this or it's the, that. And I was going through all these, like, these, like what I knew would be like shit beliefs. And then she would be like, no, 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 that's, and then all of a sudden I'd get it, like, and it would just come out, you know, 
And um, it's so funny because this abuelita, this ayahuasca abuelita, she has quite a, um, she's got quite a personality. When I wasn't connecting with her at the beginning, at the after that, um, after that third uh, serving, I was like, abuelita, why, why aren't you letting me connect with you? Why, why am I not? And she was like, there's a word in Spanish, in I guess maybe in, just in Mexican, in Spanish, maybe it's only Mexican. It's called mamona, and it's kind of basically like. Can almost translate it to like bitchy, but it's not quite that. It's a very particular word that's very hard to translate outside of outside of Mexican. And I felt like she was very mamona, you know, like she had this like personality where she's like, she's not there to please you, you know what I mean? Like it's like it's it's not yeah, it's like kind of like mamona if you want to put it, kind of like snooty a little bit as well. You could translate it to, but those obviously all of those words are inaccurate. But anyway. So I felt that she was being like Mamona at the beginning, like not really. And at one point I was like, why aren't you letting me connect? And I felt like she was saying like, look, girl, like it's you. Like, it's not me. Like you're the one that doesn't want to connect. And I was like, yes, I do want to connect. I do. Like what? But like, obviously it was like, what they explained to me later is that it's like the las tomas de resistencia. So like the, like this, like drinking, drinking it and having like resistance. So you have to like drink through your resistance, I guess, which I must have a shit ton because like, after that third serving, I was still on ground zero. But anyway, so, um, so yeah, so I'm there like puking and puking and puking. And as I was telling her like, yeah, abuelita, yeah, please. Like I cannot, like I remember this one point. It was just like, I could not puke anymore. It kept on puking. And I was like, please stop. And she wasn't, it was not stopping. And I could feel her laughing at me. I could hear her like, not like laughing, like, ha, 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 but like a, <laughs> you know, like a, <laughs> and I've got this image of this like very, like, um, like stout kind of like round, like very like, um, like fat kind of like grandmother figure and the, um, Haku, um, the guy from the Amazon, um, I don't know in English we say like from the Amazon or from the Amazonian, like, I don't even know how people say this. Um, we put like red, like a red strip of paint across the eyes of everyone that was there that was a, like helping in the ceremony. And um, I saw her with that same like red, like a paint, um, like line across her eyes and like these braids. And she was obviously looking very indigenous. So she was like, and she was there and she was like very round and stout with her like kind of like, you know, like kind of like Asian looking indigenous kind of like, you know, laughing with her eyes closed. I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the image of like the laughing Buddha, but she almost looked like the laughing Buddha, but in like a, like a, like a tribal, tribal version and obviously female, um, and like with hair. And so she, that's the kind of vibe that I got. That was like the image I got. And she's sitting there like, <laughs> you know, like, and I'm like, yeah, I'm like, yeah, please, please stop it. Oh, please. I can't anymore. <laughs> you know, like that's how, I, that's how it was. It's, um, yeah. And as also, oh my gosh, as I was like, that release when I said, you know, like those, like those, like those, like three, like major, like pukes that were just like how I see myself, como la gente me vea, like how people see me, you know, that release. And then I don't remember what the third one was, but the third one was, I don't even remember what it was, 
Um, actually, I actually don't remember a lot. It's really like, it's, I don't remember so much now. I think I should have like totally recorded this like the day that it happened. Um, and I remember also as well that it was like, I was like, thank you so much. I believe I was like, thank you so much. I was like, this is so amazing. And then I felt her like say to me, she was like, don't get too excited. She's like, this is just the first layer. And I was like, all right, well, fuck me then, you know? Like, I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I'm, um, I'm very, very grateful to, to, the, um, to the ayahuasca, to la espíritu de la abuelita. I'm beyond grateful. Um, it, it was, I, I, feel, I feel very pure. I feel very light. I feel very different within, within my, within my business, within the way that I think about my business. Um, I feel like she stripped me of a lot, a big part of my ego, which, uh, which was amazing, uh, which is amazing. I feel like there was a lot of integration with this ayahuasca because, you know, a lot of the theory, you know, of, you know, oh, this is what you need to do to, to be able to, you know, like remake your money mindset and like your na 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 and to reach a million dollars and this and that. And, you know, like you read a lot about it, about, you know, that, that conditional self-worth. And, um, sorry, I just like yawned. <laughs> and, you know, these things that, you know, knowing them is so different than having them integrated into your body. And I think that ayahuasca, she, um, I think that she gave me the gift of integrating that and the power of the fact that she gave me exactly like I, like I could like literally what I asked for, literally what I asked for. You know what I mean? Like she fulfilled my intention in, in such a deep way. Honestly, I am forever grateful for how on point precise and meticulously accurate this this cleanse was to to what I am doing and to where I'm going and to what I want to achieve and you know it's um it's amazing I I feel completely blessed and I hope that if anyone is ever thinking about doing ayahuasca um please please do so please however make sure that you're doing it in a very safe environment I do only suggest personally my personal opinion this is, again, I'm kind of mamona. For me, um, ayahuasca um, should only be given by people that have had years of practice giving it or people that are from La Selva, that are from the Amazon. Um, and that's, yeah, be very, very careful because nowadays, and I'm not like you're going to die, but it's just like, you know, for you to have an experience that's really, really worth it. I actually did ayahuasca one time before this, um, in Portugal with a guy that was actually from Quebec. It was, uh, funny enough. Um, when I was in Portugal, I was, um, volunteering at this yoga, like retreat kind of thing. And funny story. That's actually when I started doing yoga as well. This is like six years ago, I think. Yeah. Six, seven even. Man, this was like a long time ago. It was six, I think. I don't remember. Um, yeah, seven years, uh, six years ago, not seven, six. So, um, 
he had done like ayahuasca, he said like over a hundred times. So he would order it on the internet and apparently it was still like a good source and he would like brew it. He would like cook it, brew it in his house. You know, he would take like three days. He wouldn't watch TV, wouldn't do contact. He would just meditate and brew the ayahuasca. It was like this like thing, you know? So I think it was still like quite like fairly well done. Um, but it was not the same experience um, at all. Obviously, I'm not at the same state and stage in my life when I was six years ago at all. But I remember with that ayahuasca, I didn't have any like psychedelic stuff either. But I did puke like a shit ton, um, which I and I felt like really, really good and light for like two, three days after. So it still had its effect. It still had its magic. It still worked. Actually, it still went very, very well. Um, so it's not like you know. You can't do ayahuasca with someone that's not from the Amazonian. Um, but, but yeah, I would definitely suggest that, you know, be, be aware of who, who is giving you this ayahuasca, where it's coming from. You know what I mean? Uh, there are a lot of people out there that are like, you know, giving ayahuasca and they're from like wherever and they got it wherever we don't know, you know, so just be like very aware and, um, be, be, be happy to, to have that opportunity you know, and be, be willing. And if you want to do ayahuasca, just like, and you like reach out to me, you know what I mean? I can connect you with these people here in Mexico and to just, you know, be, be ready to, to go into that journey and to not be afraid. A lot of people are afraid. I really invite you to not be afraid. The, uh, the spirit of the abuelita, like I've shared anyway, my experience with her is, you know, a little bit mamona. She's got her personality She's not, she's not there to please you, but she is there to help you and to heal you with, with love. Um, and apparently what I've been told is that what I did is Brazilian ayahuasca and that Brazilian ayahuasca is a lot more softer than Colombian ayahuasca. So um, this is what my friends told me that I have lots of experience with ayahuasca. And this one was the Brazilian one. So that's, I guess, why it was, um, yeah. The, my friend describes the Colombian ayahuasca as like a tirada de chancla. So like, like as if the, the grandmother is going to hit you with her, with her flip-flop. <laughs> um, so to give you guys kind of like the context of, you know, of, you know, everything that I've learned, I guess, the context of the different medicines as well. So yeah, if you want to do something a little bit softer, a little bit smoother, then go with a Brazilian ayahuasca apparently. But um, definitely do it. Definitely. I encourage these medicines. I encourage um, rapé. I encourage cambo. I encourage ayahuasca because they're all, they're all gifts. And apparently the story goes, the history is as such that um, before these were sacred and secret. These medicines, they were not, um, they were not open to the public. There wasn't people giving ayahuasca ceremonies left and right. There weren't people from the tribe that were leaving the tribe to go and, and go X, Y, Z place and to give medicine. However, in the nineties, apparently the world was going through a really dark place. Um, uh, during the times, if I'm not mistaken of the Vietnam war. And so, you know, a lot of women were getting mistreated, a lot of deaths, a lot of sadness, a lot of trauma, a lot of everything. And apparently the spirits went to, um, came to the, the shamans there and told them that it was time. It was time to get the medicine out to the world and that the world is ready for the medicine and that the medicine wants to be given out to the world. And that's when, that's when they started. That's when it started being distributed outside, outside of the tribe. That's when it was no longer a secret. And I don't know the exact history of it, but um, it concords exactly with what my other shaman told me. Um, and so basically, 
the uh, the spirits told them it's time to go out and they listened because you always listen to the spirits and here we are able to experience these wonderful wonderful beautiful deep healings and i thank you so much for listening to this and i really um yeah i really want to leave the space open for anyone that wants to contact me that feels like it could be beneficial for them if they're wondering if the medicine is for them or not for them to feel free and happy and know that I'm available and that I'm, I'm more I'm more than happy to help um, with with any questions about the medicine and what it can contribute to you and for anyone listening to this that's you know that wants to achieve something and you know it has a goal right and you're wondering if ayahuasca can help you she can literally like no matter what it is I don't care if it's if you've got if you want to make more money if you want to lose weight if you want to find a relationship if you want to this that no 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 most of the time anything that's holding us back is not what we don't have it's what we have that's holding us back right so it's not that you don't have you know the the right belief system it's that the belief system that you do have isn't in alignment with what you want, right? It's not that there's something missing. It's that there's something that's too much. And ayahuasca helps you strip that away. And one thing that I will say as well, just to close off this episode about ayahuasca, as much as I respect the medicine, as much as I love the medicine, as much as I encourage this medicine, I also want to, to make it very, very clear that I do not think that the medicine is enough. The medicine alone is not enough. The medicine is a tool amongst many other tools. And I definitely encourage anyone and everyone to explore and to make part of their, their daily routines, their, their, their habits, things that they value. I'm not saying ayahuasca to be daily, but I mean that going to an ayahuasca, having this beautiful experience and not seeking professional help from, you know, a therapist, from a coach, from, you know, someone that's experienced with the mind, right? You know, that's why I really believe for me personally, I love, I love traveling and being in contact with all of the medicines because Buddhism, Buddhist philosophy, Buddhist meditations, they're medicine for my mind. They help me see the world as it is. They help me come back to reality. NLP as well. NLP is for the mind. Yogic philosophy is for the mind. Yoga is for the body. Ayurveda is for the body, right? I would even say, you know, Cambo, even I could say it's for the body. It's very spiritual as well. You know, singing bowls, it's for the body, right? Then for the spirit, we've got, you know, we've got different meditations, right? You've got Reiki, that is more energetic, spiritual healings. You've got the ayahuasca, right? You've got the rapé, you know? It's, it's not enough to just have one tool and to expect that one tool to do everything for you. If we're speaking about ayahuasca, if we're speaking about rapé, if we're speaking about NLP, I personally am not a believer in, in, in the holy grail of the one thing that's going to heal you. I don't think there ever is. And at the end of the day, at the very end of the day, ayahuasca is never going to heal you. It will be a healing experience that will allow you to heal yourself, that will facilitate you healing yourself. You do not need ayahuasca. I would not ever encourage anyone to let their mind trick them into thinking, oh, well, 
I'm going to change this once I go to an ayahuasca. I need an ayahuasca to be able to do this and to give your power away to the medicine. Also, that is not the goal, right? That, that isn't a, a healthy relationship to have with the medicine. I definitely do think, and I've heard stories of people being addicted to ayahuasca, right? It's still a substance. It's a very deep, powerful, spiritual substance that I do think is on a very different level than any other substance you would ever take, obviously. However, it is still something that if the mind is weak, it could be that the relationship could still be toxic. So I really do want to, you know, close off this episode with a very, 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 very tempered approach to shamanic medicine, it is amazing. It is beautiful. It's priceless. I encourage anyone and everyone that has even the minimal feeling that they might want to try it, do so. Overcome whatever it is. Make it a priority. Make it a priority to go to your ayahuasca ceremony, 100%. I stand by that. And anyone would ask me and I would say that. Let it be ayahuasca. Let it be combo. Let it be rape. Let it be peyote. Whatever it is that kind of comes your way. Mushroom ceremony. Whatever medicine comes to you, whatever ceremony that you that, that comes across your path or that you start looking up and that you can find and works with your times and blah, 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 blah. Do it. Oh my God, do it. Do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. However, be very mindful simultaneously of being very excited and to being open to this medicine and to allowing this medicine to help you heal and to letting it be that experience that will be life-changing. Do not create a toxic relationship with this or any healing modality. And so with that, I close off this, this podcast. It's I am a lot longer than my other ones. Thank you for everyone that has listened. I hope that it has been. Uh, I do feel a little bit spacey to be today, to be honest, uh, another podcast that will be coming. I have been initiated uh, into Rappe by Haku. So uh, that's really, really something um, beautiful that I'm going to share in another podcast about Rappe. And um, basically since that ayahuasca ceremony with the Rappe that just kind of like, I felt very connected and I really wanted to be able to offer the gift of Rappe to other people. And I didn't realize what I was getting myself into and I'm doing right now like a 21 day dieta <laughs> to be able to give Rappe. So, um, yeah, super excited for that next episode. Keep posted for it. And I'm sending you so much love, so much love, 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 love and healing energy and just oh, the power and the beauty of the Amazon, of India, of Mexico, all of that to you, my beautiful, beautiful friends, the beautiful, beautiful souls that you are listening to this. Thank you so much. Om Namah Shivaya.